0: Four, four, three, three, two, one, one. Right into this world, all alone. God take your soul. You're on your own. A crow flash straight. The perfect line.
1: Good evening. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Way In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin, joined with co-host Jonathan Miklos. Happy Memorial Day, Jonathan. Uh, tomorrow's a big day. I'm excited we get a day off work. How's it going?
2: Oh, it's, uh, it's going, buddy. What I've realized in the past couple of days, since I've, uh, I've come back home for, for a little bit, is um, I've seen a lot of my family. And I might have already seen too much.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. That's why I keep my distance,
2: right? (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you can only have so many family gatherings over like a four-day span before you realize, wow, this was, there's a reason why we usually see each other like once every three months.
1: Are you off at school
2: right now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've am i decided that I'm actually going to take uh, the summer off and relax, and um, that's where I'm at, so I'm back home in Tampa.
0: Okay,
1: well, good, well, at least you get time to relax, get ready for this, this huge college football season that's, that's coming up, man, it's May, I know it's the end of May, almost June, but I've got the fever, usually that fever hits about July, end of July, Jonathan, but I have it right now. What, what 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 in the world can I do to get rid of
2: it? Um. Well, what I did was uh, I joined uh, Reddit and uh, uh, subscribed to their uh, the college football page, and uh, they've been posting a play every day, uh, or you know, a YouTube video for each day, and that usually helps me out. And then I read the ten or fifteen or so articles that get posted of college football news, and I feel like I've accomplished something for the day. I I don't care what I do the rest of the day. As long as I read about college football, I did something good today.
1: That's exactly That's all that really matters in life. You know, sports, everything else, think about it, doesn't really matter. But college football is the sport that, you know, people don't talk about NBA year-round, really. They don't talk college basketball. They don't talk Major League Baseball. I mean, sometimes they do talk NFL, but it's really college football is a sport that you can really talk year-round and get people to pay attention. The draft and everything in the NFL, it seems like a year-round thing with the NFL. But college football, Jonathan, with the recruiting, with the spring game, with summer camps, I mean, it's just, it's just all the time. And I'm, I'm just getting more excited now that the 2017 signing class, most of the guys are on campus now are getting close to being there. How excited are you for this college football season? I mean, you guys kick off with Alabama, Florida State and Alabama, the new, the first time somebody's going to play in that stadium in Atlanta. I mean, it couldn't get any better than that.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's always nice to open a new stadium, uh, especially when you're playing a, a team like Alabama. But I heard that stadium's not going to be open in time.
1: Well, what were they going to play at the Georgia Dome there? Yeah? To
2: so my understanding, it would be the Georgia Dome, um, which is why they haven't leveled it yet. Actually, look at the schedule. Tennessee and Georgia Tech play Monday night in the Georgia Dome. Um, so, yeah, because from, from what I heard, this stadium, the Mercedes-Benz one, was supposed to open June 30th. And with some people I talked to in Atlanta that I know, um, the word I got was, we're just hoping it could be open in time for the Super Bowl in 2019. Now, for that to happen, a stadium needs to be open two years, so it needs to be open this fall. So I don't know what they got to do to get it ready but that stadium looks beautiful. Let's figure it out. Let's get these construction crews working. Uh, You know, uh, get two crews. I don't care, right? Uh, But, you know, I I really love to open up that that arena playing number one Alabama.
1: I'll tell you what the problem may be is you remember I-85 collapsed here in Atlanta, and everybody that could could put it together was there, and they got it put together, in wow, a month before it was even projected So maybe that's it If they put that kind of effort into that stadium It'll be built by next weekend But we have a Skype caller Let's see who this is uh, Welcome, William Sports. Who is this?
2: Hi, this is Jeremy from Tennessee And I'm calling to
1: Okay uh, That's all I needed to hear right there, Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, moron Hey, moron in your mother's and It's time to, to get a job or something Okay I don't. I don't talk to idiots. So let me uh, click them off. Is that rude of me, Jonathan? I just felt like some somebody stupid was going to say something. Maybe that's a an instinct that I was born with. But that was a, definitely an idiot of my. Mind.
2: Well, I think that's the Alabama in you. When you hear Tennessee, you you automatically think dum-dum. Uh, no. You,
1: know, well, you, you might no, not just know, but voice. you got a
2: little bit of Roll tight in you.
1: No, 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 no. I'm not Harvey Updike now. I'm not Harvey.
0: <laughs>
1: but let me let me tell you this right now. I was looking at Athlon and uh, just looking over. We're going to talk college football tonight, but just kind of give you a sneak peek into the toughest schedules projected in 2017. Your Florida State Seminoles are number two. I mean, you, you think about that. You play in a, a ACC that people don't respect, say, so to speak, and you play Alabama. That gives you the number two hardest schedule. So that shows you really the ACC is a lot tougher than uh, than people give it credit for. Having to played Clemson, Louisville, Alabama, NC State, and that's another team we'll talk about. NC State, I think they have a chance to finish second in the division with Florida State. It's a team you better not sleep on. Just uh, been while I've been reading and hearing about them. Look at this. Uh, Oklahoma has the fourth toughest schedule. Remember, they go to the shoe, I think, the second week, right, or the third week, somewhere around in there? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's look at USC is seven, Ohio State eight, Penn State nine, Alabama 10. Uh, we'll go down Clemson 12. Mm-hmm. They got that big game with Auburn week two, Texas 14, Auburn is 16. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to let you know. There's a, it's a tough schedule for Auburn at Clemson, at LSU, at A and M. I mean that that's not easy. That's that's not easy. You win two out of those three and you win your home games, you're, you're in the playoffs. So that's that's the way I look at that. Maryland is number one with their schedule. My God, Jonathan, I don't know if you studied Maryland's schedule or not. You know they play in the Big Ten, right? They play in the tough division of the Big Ten. Not 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 like the SEC East or anything, but on their cross divisional games, they play at Minnesota and Wisconsin, and then they play oh. Texas to start it off at Texas. So, huh. Huh. so, so they play Texas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. Ah, oh, that's a walk in the park,
2: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, that that sounds like a joy, right? I mean, you know, because you know Michigan State's gonna bounce back, right? So, uh, from from the three yeah. and nine year, I don't think that's gonna become the norm. You know, we all kind of. We should always expect it coming from schools like that. Michigan, I expect right. at least defensively to take a step back.
1: Hey, Jonathan, we have the Scott caller back. And if I was wrong earlier, Scott caller, I apologize. But we've had some prank calls. I'm going to bring you back on. Uh, you're away okay. way of sports. Who's this again?
2: I apologize. This is Jeremy from Tennessee. I'm calling to say football is gay and so are you. Oh,
1: hey! Uh, you remember in third grade when they taught you how to speak? You remember that day in class? I, th- I think I think you missed it.
2: Um, you sound like a retard.
1: Well, well, if I do, my God, what do you sound like?
2: That's a computer program. I sound like a genius.
1: Yeah, that's a computer program. Sound, yeah, it's a computer program. Hey, unplug that Should in I my get...
0: basement. Come upstairs.
1: And uh, are you a Tennessee fan or are you a East Tennessee fan? Which one?
2: I'm a Tennessee fan. Faggot.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so you're going to beat Alabama for the first time in 25 years. Football's gay. It is, isn't it? You're right. I, yeah. You know, it is gay. Jonathan, football is gay, right?
2: Uh I mean in in the original context of the word I, I would say so but in the slang definition no. <laughs> so
0: is so where, like where,
1: where, where 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 in Tennessee do you live? Uh, Bristol We're in
2: Tennessee do I live? I live in Nashville.
1: You do? Have have you ever seen the the movie uh what is it? Jonathan uh or the guys were on the boat when they were killing each oh, other. Oh, deliverance. Deliverance, yes. Have you seen deliverance? All right, dude. Okay, tell you. tell your tell your
0: mom and her basement
1: to kick you out, man. You're you're killing the rent there. But let's bring on Jason. Jason, man, what's going on, buddy?
0: Hey, hey guys, how are you guys doing? It's almost June, it's almost college football time. I can't wait. Oh man, I see I hear some pep in this step, Jonathan. I mean I just hear
1: that fire in Jason's uh, voice there. Just just pumped up for <laughs> the Oregon. Ducks. Mm,
2: yeah. I, I I mean when your softball team's playing as well as there is, you know, it definitely gives you a little bit of mojo. Uh no doubt about that. I think oh, uh, some of that's wearing off on you, huh? Yeah, sorry about
0: you, you know, guys over softball teams. Um Auburn and Florida State, sorry about that, but not really. Auburn, Auburn's terrible. Yeah. Uh, that was disappointing. Hey, Florida
2: State Friday baseball. Football. Florida State yeah. baseball, ACC champs, y'all. ACC champs, good. y'all.
0: Yeah. 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 I'll tell hey, you about cool. Auburn
1: softball real quick, and I, I told somebody this a few weeks ago. The team I watched last year play in the World Series and play Oklahoma, that team could attack the, the softball. They attack. This mm-hmm. team in Auburn, they just can't. They just can't hit. I mean, they they strike mm-hmm. out way too much. They don't hit for power, so it's mm-hmm. just not the same team. Uh yeah. and Auburn to beat Oklahoma and that that Paige girl pitching, you got to have a great hitting team. And Auburn couldn't even draw a walk. I mean, that's that's how bad they were. Yeah. So anyway, enough about softball, man. Jason, your Oregon Ducks are projected in that line. They are projected to be in the top twenty-five. Is that is that just because of their names, or is that because uh, it, it you, you think Oregon be, could be a top
0: because, 25 team? I, I think at the end of the year, but if any preseason, top 25, it's really a joke. Um, yeah, I want Oregon to, to do good, but smell the coffee beans. We did it go 4-8 last year, and 4-8 is 4-8, so yeah. Uh, huh? I think I was Auburn, doing went three, Auburn went
1: three and nine. Remember, Auburn went three and nine, and then mm-hmm. uh, went to a national championship game and lost to Florida State. Yeah. But you know they still made it there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I'll say this: well, um, my proud position, I think the top three teams in the Pac-12 North will be Washington, Oregon State, and Oregon. I think everybody's sleeping on the Beavers. So,
1: Washington, tell me about them, Jason. You're out there, and uh, I just don't know if they're a type of team that can repeat what they did last year. Um, All year they were in that kind of hunter role. Mm -hmm. They were out trying to prove a point. Now they're the hunted. They look very good against Alabama in that playoff game. They they earned the right to be there by winning the Pac-12. How are they going to respond this year? With all the pressure on them, all the expectations, How does boy how does Peterson handle that?
0: Well, he he has to really the groups and not let the outside noise. I've always thought it and always said it's easier to get to the top but it's harder to stay there. Um, it's it's easier to make that rise, um, not being coming from anywhere, but it's a lot tougher to stay up there. Um, me being an Oregon fan, I hope they fall off a cliff, and um, dive, yeah, but that's my part. So,
1: well, Jason and Jonathan, here's their schedule. I'm gonna start at Week Four, so let's start for Week Four and go out. So they play at Colorado, at Oregon State, California, at Arizona State, UCLA, Oregon, at Stanford, Utah, and Washington State. Jonathan, that's. That's a tough schedule, and that's not even counting if they make the championship game. They'll probably play USC.
2: I mean, the, the thing for Washington is that I expect Colorado to take a step back this year. Um, last year was a fun, was fun, uh, but, you know, they, Lucefo Lufau graduated. Uh, I, I expect them to take a small step back. Um, you know, that Oregon State game is obviously tricky. Uh, like Jason said, that seems to be a team that's on the rise. Um, we'll see what happens there. They get a bye week in between Arizona State and UCLA, even though I don't believe in either team. Uh, and then when you got Oregon, and then you're at Stanford the Friday after that. That's that's a tough two. Uh, I think you know they got a tough little stretch there with UCLA, Oregon at Stanford, home against Utah, home against Washington State. The end of the year, those last five games. But I still think Washington is the best team. In the Pack Twelve North, mm-hmm. uh, obviously they're going to have to replace uh, King and Baker and Jones in the secondary. So that's going to be interesting to see how how that shapes out for them. Uh, and you know, you replace John Ross, but I still think Washington has plenty of talent. They got two real good running backs. You got a real good quarterback. I think the offensive line is of solid. I think they got plenty of uh, guys uh, playing wide receiver. Uh, you got a nasty defensive line. It's all with the back seven of that defense and how they can replace guys like JoJo Mathis, who's a really good edge rusher for them until he got hurt. Um, but luckily, you know, this is a team that I think can easily start 7-8-0. Um, and then it's all about that back run. It's all about November for them.
1: Sam Peterson, Jason, he's done a great job. At Boise, he's doing a great job at Washington. I mean, are you surprised that Washington's where they are right now?
0: No, not really. He's a, he's a great programmer, um, whatnot. Um, he, he got a lot of job offers at other State, but he left for us because it's a perfect fit for him. Yeah.
1: Well, let's let's go through let's go through the top 15 at Athlon, and this is pretty cool. Let's start, and let's let's get your opinion once we go through. We'll do 15 through. Uh, 11 through 15 first, and we'll get y'all's opinion, and we'll do it like that the rest of the way through. Um, Georgia 15, guys. Kirby Smart, second year. Um, not a very good offense, in my opinion. We'll see. They got a good quarterback, but last year they couldn't throw the football at all. The defense looks pretty good, but we'll talk about them in a minute. 14, Oklahoma State. That's my dark horse to win the Big 12. Um, they can catch the ball better than anybody. They can move the ball, score a lot of points. Texas 13, um, Herman's first year at Texas from a 5-17. and 17. And Jonathan and Jason will get your opinion in a minute on Texas. I think that's about right. Maybe they're a little bit overrated here. Uh, 12, Wisconsin, a team that's always there. They always win nine or ten games every season. I can't really argue with Wisconsin at 12 and 11 before we get into the top ten, LSU, Jonathan. So what stands out 11 through
2: 15 to you? Oh, well, you know, I think Texas is a little overrated. Look, this is a team that went 5-7 last year. Let's remember that, okay? Just because they got a new coach, doesn't mean things are going to turn around right <laughs> away. All right, as well as Tom Herman uh, did at Houston, it's Houston. It's not Texas, you know? So I had. You know, he walked into a good talent pool at Houston. Let's not forget that. Tony Levine did a really good job recruiting all those players for Tyron Herman to play with, um, or to coach with. So, I, uh, I think we need to ease up on the Texas buzz. George is a team that I look at. I mean, they went 8-5 and five last year in Kirby's first year. They got a good quarterback in Jacob Ethan. You got Chubb and Michelle back. Uh, it's a defense that I think uh, can be pretty good. You know, Georgia's got to get past Florida, though. If they can't beat Florida, they ain't going to go nowhere. Now, like you said, Wisconsin is a team that's always going to be where the, you know, they're never going to announce a title, but they're always going to be the top 20. Like, they're they're, they're pesky. Mm -hmm. Uh, LSU, come on now. You ain't got a quarterback. Like, can can we talk about that? Thank you. uh, You ain't got a quarterback. You cannot win without a quarterback. Or, Or any
1: receivers.
2: Right. I mean, you lose row and Dupree, and I get it. LSU always seems to get wideouts, but I just I'm not buying LSU's offense right now. Now you sit about Oklahoma State. They're going to play in Bedlam. Now I know they moved Bedlam up to I think the first week of November this year because they didn't want to risk. Because they they understand they know that the two best teams in the conference next year are probably be Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, right? You move Bedlam up Ooh. to November fourth. I think you're going to see the rematch in the Big 12 championship game, and I'll tell you what: whoever wins Bedlam is probably going to lose the Big 12 championship game. You know, and, and it's going to be them two teams. It, it's going to be uh, Oklahoma State's offense is fun to watch if you haven't watched
0: them. Jason, I I mean, I mean no offense to Oklahoma State. I I think that the Joseph the Big 12 everybody wants them to win, but they can't really get over that Oklahoma hump. And the one Oklahoma's been winning the Pac-12 at least the last two years.
1: Well, we'll see. But one thing Oklahoma State can do is score some points. Oklahoma can, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really mm -hmm. who's got the better defense. Who's got the better defense? Who can run the ball? And Right now, I'd I'd say that's a coin toss. I think Oklahoma's probably a better running team, but they've lost a lot, too. But we'll we'll talk about them in a minute. Let's go through six versus ten real quick. 10 is Michigan and this is this is what people if, if these people are not overhyped in Michigan this season like in the top 10 they're going to probably be about number 20 so most of the time Michigan over rank a little bit with all the Harbaugh talk and, and what they've done they're at number 10 right now number 9 is Auburn Tigers um, it's, it's a fair position I mean I'm glad we're not in the top 5 because usually when we start off there, we don't do well. So I think nine is a good place to be for Auburn, number eight, Oklahoma. Um, I think Oklahoma probably a little underrated here at number eight. We can talk about that in a minute. Number seven, Clemson, and I talked to Jonathan earlier. And one thing that concerns me: if Clemson's all ranked number seven preseason after winning national championship, then they're probably going to drop about fifteen or twenty. But let's remember Watson's out; he's gone. Uh, Mike Williams is gone. Ben Bowers out. Are gone. Goldman. I mean, this this team lost a ton. And number six, Penn State. Johnson. I mean, Penn State after being winning the Big championship last year, getting snubbed. Ohio State got stolen by Clemson in that playoff game. How pissed is Penn State right now? I mean, that was a great Rose Bowl, by the way. But Penn State sitting at six. I don't think they can do it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I like Penn State. I think this is it's funny. The one year I don't think Penn State can win ten games. They of course win the Big Ten. Go figure. And they played their game against USC. It was art was one of the best college football games of the year. Top five game, no doubt about that. Uh, the losing the way they did obviously was heartbreaking. But they were turning a lot of talent off that. You know, we'll, we'll see how the defense comes along. That was a little bit of a working project uh, project last year. You know, that's what they lost, uh, I want to say, both their ends. Um, you know, I look at Michigan. Look, Michigan is re- – <laughs> they're replacing their entire defense. Like, let's, uh, their offense mm-hmm. is going to be good, even though they lost their top three pass catchers. Um, but they're replacing their entire defense. So, I'm really interested to see uh, the Magic Harbaugh can work there. I think Michigan might take a step back. Um, but, you know, I mean, he did really good at Stanford year after year. So, my Auburn is my team this year in the SEC. I, I'm riding with Auburn. I think that they can make a serious run, and it's because, and, you know, we talk, we've talked talked about this multiple times, Brian. If Auburn had a, had Derek Stidham at quarterback last year, that's a team that we're looking at going, okay, well, they beat Georgia. They beat Clemson. They they probably beat A M, you know this is you know you if they had a consistent quarterback last year who that is as good as Stidham is that's a team that we could talk about going into the Iron Bowl. Let's say they're ten and one, they're put up a fight with Alabama, um, you know they might even win that game. So I really like Auburn this year. Everybody loves their defense. Uh, I love their defense last year. Oklahoma, my only problem with Oklahoma is well they don't play defense and they got to replace. So the top two running backs, and T. Ryan and Nixon. Uh, Clemson, well, all right, so, Deshaun Watson's hey, Jonathan,
1: on. Hey, Jonathan, 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 I think something about that one more real quick before you talk about Clemson? Yeah, Nixon.
2: yeah. I think
1: that those running backs last year, actually is what made that offense dynamic and almost unstoppable. And I think this year with Baker Mayfield coming back, um, with no running game, no proven running game, I think this team is juggable up front and protect, man. What do you think?
2: I agree. I mean, you know, the great thing about their offense is he runs, he gets you four yards whenever you need it. Nixon was great carrying the ball or catching it the backfield. I don't, you know, whatever you think about Nixon is whatever you think but he's a hell of a football player. Um, so I do, and they lost Dee Westbrook as well. Like, I think Oklahoma, you know, when you lose three of your best playmakers like that, at the skill positions, your your offense could see some trouble. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield those one had the most efficient season uh, player. You know, the, the passing efficiency wise that we've ever seen. So you know, he's obviously done a great job with that offense. Uh, you know, Oklahoma. Though, I just, I do not trust their defense at all. You can't. So they're going to have to outshoot people, and that can get them in trouble. Now, let, let's talk about Clemson right quick. You lose Deshaun Watson, back to back Heisman Trophy runner up. Probably should have won at least one of them years, if not both. Uh, national title quarterback, a winner, a gamer. He got it done. You lose Wayne Gallman, who is a very underrated running back, really good at pass pro. I get another guy, he needs four yards, he gets you five, right? You lose Mike Williams, your big receiving threat. You lose Artavis Scott, one of your guys in the slot. Uh, you lose Jordan Leggett, your tight end. You lose your center. Uh, and then, you know, you lost some pieces on that defense. You lose the leader in Ben Bowler. You lose your number one corner in Tankersley. You lose your safety in Jannar Johnson. They lost they, uh, they, one of the defensive linemen they lost and got taken in the third round, which I thought was too low. Uh, I can't remember his name. I mean, this is a team that's replacing a lot of pieces. Now, their defensive line should be great, once again, uh, you know, with guys like Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence. Uh, the linebacking core looks solid. They're all, you know, they, they got a stud left tackle, Mitch Hyatt. So I'm um, interested to see what happens with Clemson because it's all going to come down to the quarterback play right now with his like Kelly Bryant. But I honestly think Clemson right now understands that this is another year where you're just kind of hanging out. They're going to wait for that kid uh, from Georgia to show up, that, that highly touted prospect at quarterback, and they're going to make their run again. I think this is a big step back year for Clemson. This is a team that I think has finished nine and three, 10 and two, though because they're still
1: loaded with talent. Yeah, I think it's going to be about an eight and four team. Jason,
2: uh, what do you think about six through
0: six through ten here? Well, I agree with everything that you guys say about Clemson. They have just lost way too much. I'm just to watch them. Watson was a true game for them um, with Oklahoma. Um, You look at Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State, who wins the Big 12 is the team that finds a defense push. Um, I don't know if Stanford's in there. I don't think I heard of Stanford, but Stanford's always a quiet team to win at the Pac-12 with David Shaw. They may not have the best team, but that team always plays well under David Shaw. All right, well, I'm going to touch on
1: Auburn real quick. And, and one thing I always try to look at is, all right, how did you do last year? Who do you have coming back? So, the positive things I saw for Auburn last year, were the, it was the offensive line in that running game. When Cameron Petley was in the game, my God, do you remember those five or six games in a row where he just he really got hurt against Vanderbilt? He was just an all-American type running back. Well, he's back. He decided not to go to the pros. He's back. When I look at the offensive line, the left tackle, Darius James, he transferred from Texas. He's a, he's a stud. And also backing him up, Prince Winnebago guy, whatever his name is. But uh, Austin Goldson, the senior sir, and Brady Smith, the right tackle senior. Jonathan, I look at that offensive line. Calvin Ashley, the five-star coming in, too. This offensive line is solid. You know, all the way from the left tackle to the right tackle, you got your – your quarterback sitter right there, Austin Golson, and you bring back your, your top three receivers, really, and maybe even four, once you think about Nate Craig Myers. But you have uh, carry on Johnson, Johnson, Cam Petway. You've got that I'm probably going to be the best quarterback in the SEC, and that's not saying a lot, but but I think it, he's going to be this year. But if you look at the kicker, his, Auburn got the best kicker in the nation right now, coming back as a senior, Ca- Daniel Carlson Jonathan, I look at the, the defense. I know they lost Lawson and Adams, but Contravious Russell, Derek Brown, Marlon Davis, Sean Davis, at linebacker, Jeff Holland, at linebacker, Paul James, Daryl Williams, Trey Williams, Carl Davis is a lockdown corner, Trey Matthews, a senior, a safety, Steve Roberts, a senior. I mean, this team has all the makings to beat that team that can score it well and actually hold teams under 20, 21, 20 points. See, that's what we've been waiting on. So last year the defense was there, but we didn't have a quarterback. So now look at it. with a quarterback, even Sean White, just say Stidham got hurt. You have Sean White, at least somebody who some experienced, that the, the offense looked good under him as well. So that's why you're in love with Auburn. It's, it's all these tools I'm, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, in all honesty, the the two big pieces, the only pieces that they lost that you cared about was Montrevious and Lawson. You know, you obviously you gotta find the edge rusher, you know, the edge rusher to replace him, uh, which Auburn has done a very good job recruiting the defensive side of the ball. So I expect they're gonna find that. I you know, and then you know, you gotta find somebody to replace Montrevious in the middle. Montrevious is obviously an excellent talent, another guy that got drafted high. so you, but I mean, if that's your issue, if those are the two guys you get to replace, I think you're set up pretty well because that offense had all the pieces except for a quarterback. Now you got a quarterback that we've all seen play. Mm-hmm. So we watched him as a freshman, okay? So we know stedham has got it. Right, he's going to be in a great system to showcase his talent. I really like. Now Auburn's receivers, I'm still hesitant on. We know they got the running backs. We know they can run the ball. I'm um, hesitant in the receivers a little bit. We'll see how they grow up, how they mature. That Clemson game will be a big early test for them to see, how, how you know, how they've, how they've come along, especially a guy like Nate Craig Myers, who was a big receiver recruit yeah. out of Tampa, uh, you know, chose Auburn over Florida State. You know, we'll, we'll, let's see how, how, how he plays this year. He's going to be very important to this offense. But I honestly think well, that Auburn, they're so deep and so good.
1: Kyle Davis, true sophomore receiver. He was out for the spring for personal reasons. He's the the big time playmaker you need, kind of like a Sammy Coates type receiver that can. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what was his name? Duke Williams type guy. That's what I like to see. Slayton, a receiver, uh, Eli Stove, Ryan Davis. It's just they're they're loaded guys, and and let's not let's talk about the kid from from Baylor. He's I'm looking at running back. And I'm looking at – they're five deep, man, at running back. And these guys are studs. And they're not just fast guys. They've got – I'm trying to remember the names. I'm sorry. They're they are kind of down the depth chart, but they're big hosses that can just run up the gut. And that's what Auburn wants to do. I don't care if you have Joe Montana quarterback or Tom Brady. They're going to still try to run the football. But, but you talk about the receivers – it's easy to improve as receivers when you've got an accurate passer like Stidham that can throw you the ball anywhere. It kind of gives you confidence, Jonathan. You know? But before, I mean, Sean White's an accurate passer within 15 yards, but down the field, the receivers weren't very confident because, A, they didn't know the ball was going to come to them, and, and you don't get enough touches to try to catch it and get confident doing it. They were blockers, really, what Auburn was, at receivers. So I think this year is going to be a little different. I think the receivers are gonna be more downfield type receivers and I think this offense is gonna be crazy. But one thing that concerns me, you know, the first six games, Georgia Southern, Clemson, Mercer, Missouri, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, I think those are good. I think you're looking at six and no, But there's a three game stretch that's real tough before you get into Georgia and Alabama at L S U, at Arkansas and at A and M. But the good thing is A and M, we know we we, we know by that time of the year they're gonna suck. Right, they're gonna they're gonna win six in a row, and then they're gonna lose six in a row. Arkansas, after beating them fifty-six to three last year, I wonder how they're gonna show up. And um, it's gonna be fun. It's Georgia and Alabama at home this year. I'm telling you, I'm an Auburn fan. We know that. And Jonathan, you're not an Auburn fan, but you you know a good team. Jason, what do
0: you think about Auburn
1: before we move on to the top uh, or the top eight?
0: Well, you guys talked about it earlier one of the things that Auburn was missing was a good quarterback. Knowing that they don't lose a lot and they add added students, it could be a year for Auburn to take down out of Banner and So, we'll to... Or Dam, War Dam, everybody.
1: War Dam here at in Sports Talk.
0: Um,
1: if you want to call in, 646-716-5564. Uh, the guy from his mother's place in Tennessee is not called back, so... I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But now it's time to get into the serious teams. And, and there's some overrated teams in this top five, guys. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, look, USC If I, i I'm not buying them all the way. Yes, they're a good team. They're going to lose two or three ball games. Scratch them from the top five, in my opinion. Number four, Washington Peterson being there and their quarterback back, they're going to be contending for the Pac-12. I don't think they make the playoff this year, but we'll find out. Number three, the Florida State Seminoles and that line, the, as Jonathan and I spoke earlier, they're going to be number two when the when the uh, preseason like, AP comes out or whatever because they're going to want a one-and-two matchup. Think about that, Jason. The first game of the year, is one versus two. And that could easily be the final game of the year. The loser of the Alabama-Florida State game could win out and make a playoff. I mean, it's not a Mm -hmm. a make-or-break game. It does put some pressure on people. But Florida State at three, Ohio State at two. I'm still – I can't buy this team, guys. I'm sorry. I watched them play Clemson last year. They cannot move the ball down the field. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Number one, Alabama Johnson. Give me your thoughts on the top five. Maybe I missed on all of them, but – Um, I don't think a lot of state belongs in that top
2: two. I mean, so looking at USC, it's going to be DeArnold's second year, right? You know, he's only played nine games uh, last year. Um, And obviously nine good games. They won them all. Uh, But they're going to be replacing three guys on the offensive line. That's always an issue. Uh, on defense, you still got to replace your nose tackle, and you got to replace Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson, the great thing about him was he wasn't just a really good corner; He was also an offensive weapon, and he was a great return guy in the special teams. So I'm gonna see what happens there, but UFC has the talent to be a top five team. I mean, they recruit so well year in year out. No, we talked about Washington earlier. You know, like I really like Jake Browning. Uh, you know, you still have Dante Titus, who I think is a really good wide receiver. You still got Coleman and Gaskett running back. But, yeah, you've got to replace Buda Baker, Kevin King, Sidney Jones, Elijah Qualls, Jojo Mathis. That defense will be going through uh, some serious changes. Now, I like what they have at safety and kid Taylor Rapp. Uh, I really like the uh, lineman uh, Vita bay. But I'm interested to see how everything else shapes up there. Let's talk about Ohio State. I'll get to my team last. Uh, Ohio State, look, <laughs> you lost Marshawn Lattimore, Doreen Conley, Emily Cooker. So your secondary is a work in progress right now. Let's be real for a minute. You lose Curtis Samuel and Noah Brown, right? So Samuel was your all-everything weapon on offense. Noah Brown was your go-to wide receiver, even though JT Barrett can't really push the ball down the field, right? He's taking some serious step back. The one that really looks at me is Pat Elfline, the center, who I thought was a stud, and I think he has the chance to be a really good NFL player. It's always tough to replace your starting center, especially one as good as him. Now, on defense, also, you lost Call McMillan, who, you know, your middle linebacker. I think Ohio State's defense in the back seven is going to have an adjustment period. I think this is a team that offensively we're going to see if the passing attack they showed in the spring game is gonna be the is what we should expect to see. But I'm not buying it right now. I'm I'm just not. I don't trust JT Barrett or Alabama. Okay, they lost everybody. They replaced everybody. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that's Alabama. <laughs> let's let, let's be honest. That's mm-hmm. them in a nutshell. The running backs are gonna be good. Jalen Hurts is I I would expect Jalen Hurts to progress some as a passer. We all know he can be dynamic as a rusher, right? I expect the offensive line to take a step forward. The defense loses everybody. Uh, I expect them to replace everybody. You know, their secondary could still be a work in progress. It was last year. Uh, we saw during the year that their secondary got picked on from time to time. You know, how are they going to replace the, the pass rush? Well, they always do it. So Alabama's Alabama until proven otherwise. Now, I'm going to talk about my team here. Bear with me. Mm-hmm. We lost Alvin Cook. That sucks. The best running back we ever had in program history. I like your post-patrick. I love what I've seen from Cam Akers, the uh, all-everything freshman from Mississippi, the five-star. Um, we've got other good running backs on, on, on staff. So I'm not worried about a running game. Uh, our receivers, Audit, Nyquan, uh Nooney-Murray, if you didn't know who he was, you found out against substance and you found out against Michigan. That boy's a ball. I really like him. Auden takes a big physical threat. Keith Gavin. Top receiver group the year before looks like he's going to be ready. I'm interested to see George Campbell, five star receiver group from a couple of years ago, if he can finally be healthy or four deep at tight end. I really hope Francois can at least get somewhat more accurate. The problem they with Francois last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, cause, you know, the problem with Francois is that in, in the second half, he was really good against most teams. If you look at his first half, second half splits in games, he was he he was a lot better in the second half than he was in the first half. But he has some serious accuracy issues. That's a problem. He's got to get that fixed, and he's going to have some big guys to throw to. So if you, you know, if you got to throw it, you know, seven feet high, go ahead. They can go up and get it, kid. Just just figure it out, right? This offensive line, I don't like it. I'm, I I I I just don't. This was an offensive line that let DeAndre get abused last year. They got to figure that out defensively. Oh, we're going to be good. I mean, we lost to Marcus Walker, who I love, and was the leader of the team. No doubt about that. But, Brian Burns and Josh Sweater going to get after it. Those are two excellent edge rushers. Not in the middle, and we got a stack of other guys in the middle, guys like Jones and I.N.A. and Christmas. I think this is going to be a very good defensive line. We didn't lose anybody from the linebacking corps. We only got better. I like what we have, and Matthew Thomas has really come around. Um, you you know especially with like Dontavius Jackson the secondary. I mean we got Darwin James back, we got Darwin back guys. He's probably the best defensive player in the country, and so getting him back and getting that secondary healthy because people forget that we we had Irma Lane who was a wide receiver switched to safety because we needed it. Well, Westbrook got some really good time in there, and he developed throughout the year. I think safety is a strength this year. I still think we're very good at cornerback. We return to Daris McFadden, who led the country in interceptions. We have Devontae Taylor, um, who can definitely play the slot. And to replace uh, Marquez White, you know, we have a, a bunch of other guys out there. This Florida State defense is going to be nasty. It's going to be very nasty. This offensive line has got to step it up, and we cannot let our kickers decide the game. Because we saw last year how much they struggled. I know they were both freshmen, but they had some serious issues last year. These are things, you know, we we lost the game against North Carolina because our kickers couldn't hit field goals. You know, we've got got to go ahead and get that figured out. This is a 4th State team I expect that's going to be in the running. I think they're going to win the ACC, and I think they can make the playoffs because they're going to win the the Atlantic Coast Conference and because I think this is a team that's going to probably only lose one game uh, in the regular season. So it's going to be really interesting to see, though, how those terms of lines shakes out. Because they've got to get themselves figured out, even if you lose to Alabama. The schedule sets up real nice. All right, you know, we we get a, essentially a bye week in week two. We're not playing um, anybody tough. Oh, uh, who is it? Louisiana Monroe or something. Yeah, Louisiana Monroe. We get Miami at home in week three. Miami's either going to start a true freshman or a walk-on. We're at with fours. We have a bye week. Oh, my bad. Right after Miami, we have North Carolina State at yeah. home. Look,
0: That's a you problem. can come to
2: Tallahassee all you want, NC State. I'm not telling okay. you you're going to win. Um, yeah. White Chorus, Duke, Louisville, revenge game. Don't think Louisville ain't going to get wrong on. Boston College, Syracuse, at Clemson. It's always tough to go up there. but This is the year where I think we can get it done. Delaware State, Florida. In all honesty, the only game that terrifies me is Alabama. The other game that worries me is North Carolina State. Outside of that, this yep. is a team that has ten winnable games, or I have eleven winnable games, and one game that's toss up.
1: Yeah, that Jason, I agree with Jonathan. That Bama game, I think they win that one though. And uh, NC State, they get past that first month of the season. Then you got revenge with Louisville. You got Clemson, which I don't think they've got the quarterback, and they lost too much. And then mm. Florida, we we know Florida, Jason. They haven't scored a touchdown on Florida State in two or three years. So, so give give us your thoughts on this top five.
0: Yeah, well, with the Florida State, I, I think Roderick really Big year, you, you. could already, I could already predict that Florida State, Auburn, national target, Um, I think. Mean, Playing oh, Alabama for yeah. the team is always, is always tough, but outside of that, um, good to hear for the most. That's just touch on USC Washington. Um, with Washington, they lose a lot in the second day. Um, I don't know if they're going to recover, um, but they should be in the running for the Pack 12 North. And for USC, I know Sam McDonald was a good quarterback for them, 9-0 as a starter. Well, what are you gonna do second time around, um, second season? And the Florida State that lose the line that second day, we'll find out real quick what they're all about. Cause they do face Oklahoma. Luckily for them, it's at home. Well,
1: uh, this this week one guys has got a lot going on. I mean, we got, and, and I don't understand this. How is Alabama? six-and-a-half-point favorite over Florida State. If anything, if Emma wins, they'll win by a field goal. It won't be be six-and-a-half. But we've got Michigan and Florida. And, Jonathan, I want to ask you real quick on Michigan and Florida. I think Michigan beats them because I just don't think Florida has any type of offense. What does this do to Florida early on in the season losing to Michigan? Michigan is a three-point favorite. I think it should be about seven. Side again. It's early, it's early point spreads. We don't know what all these teams have, but do you think Florida can get it done? And if they don't, what's going to happen the rest of the season to this team?
2: I mean, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I also, I agree with you. I think Michigan's going to beat Florida. Uh, you know, they're going to have some wins in northern Colorado and Vanderbilt and UAB. Um, Probably even, you know, when they go to Missouri. Um, I mean, you know, this is a team. They lose Michigan. They're going to be on upset alert when Tennessee comes to town, even though they're probably going to beat them because, you know, Tennessee's Tennessee. You know, they're going to go to Kentucky, and this is probably Kentucky's best shot to beat Florida for the first time in 30 years. Uh, But it's Kentucky, so Florida will probably win that game. You know, they'll beat Vanderbilt. And then they get LSU. I could see LSU beating them, but that's going to be a defensive slugfest game. Here's the thing with Florida, all right? Florida's lost a lot on defense, especially in the linebacking core, and they lost Angelone and Davis. Okay, you lost your top two corners again, and Wilson and Tabor. You lose the safety, Quincy Wilson. Okay, Florida's defense is going to take a step back. McElwain has not recruited as well as uh, Mustamp did. That that's a fact of life. It's over. Look at
1: it's over, Jonathan. I, I, that that that, is. that tough defense of Florida is gone now. That blue collar killing people with five stars—it's over with. You're going to have a pedestrian Kentucky-like defense now. That's what you're going to have.
2: I, I, I agree. I think Florida's defense takes a step back this year. I look at their offense. So their offensive line was nothing special. Uh, they haven't been able to utilize the tight end since Urban Meyer was there. Okay, you look at the receivers, okay, Callaway and Cleveland. Cool, they're good. Okay, I get it. And Florida always had running backs. But your quarterback's either going to be Felipe Frank, which I'm worried if that's your quarterback, or there's an off chance that Malik Zaire somehow gets to your program. Now, the SEC needs to change some rules for Malik Zaire to get to Florida. But if that's your quarterback, I mean, he couldn't start Notre Dame. Let's remember that now. So I, I think if you're Florida, this is a year where yeah, the schedule sets up kind of nice, but this, this is definitely a year where you could you know you're gonna lose to Florida State. You have to go to South Carolina. You have Georgia. You have a And M. You have LSU. That LSU a And M Georgia stretch that's three and four weeks. You know you get a bi week in between a And M and Georgia, but ugh, you know you got Tennessee and Michigan. You gotta go to Kentucky you get. T- I mean this is this schedule for Florida. It's not like oh it's. Up. It's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, it's just tough for a team that's not, t- not going to be a title contender. Let's be real about Florida's chances here. Now, here's the messed up thing. We, we've been saying this the past couple of years, and Florida wins the SEC East. So, uh, mm-hmm. this year, uh, I, you, know, you look at it, Georgia's the only team that can dethrone them. And they they are. Tennessee ain't going to do it. They're not. I they, think I, Tennessee could. I think, think they
0: could.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh-huh. No, Bush Jones can't do it. He can't. Until so he proves it otherwise, Coach Jones can't do mm-hmm. it. Kentucky can't mm-hmm. do it. I love what Stoops did. Stoops taking his job, but Kentucky's still Kentucky. All right. you know, and it ain't going to be Vanderbilt. You know, and it, and it ain't going to be Missouri. And it ain't going to be South Carolina. Their offense ain't going to do enough. right? So it's Georgia or Florida, once again, that cocktail party is going to settle the SEC. And I look at Florida, and I, what I see is a team that has, at, I'm thinking at least four losses. I, I really have a hard time seeing them get to 9 and 3. It could happen, of course. I mean, it's a team that has been, you know, the 9 and 3, uh, 10 and 2, and you're like, how? Right? So they can get there. There's no doubt about that. But I think this is a year where, they, where, where they're going to take a step back. It's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a lot of heat on McElwain. He'll keep his job for another year, and we'll see what happens in 2018. But I don't think McElwain is long for the University of Florida.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just, I'm not a big Florida guy, but Tennessee is that team, guys. And I know, and look, I should never predict them to win a game again. That's how, that's how bad they've made me look. Tennessee has made me look stupid. But the thing is, they have the talent to do it. That's what frustrates me, is when you see it on paper but it doesn't come on the field. My God, they only have five returning starters on the offense. And, um, and that's, that's terrible six on defense, but the thing is the strength and conditioning coach of Tennessee, that's why it concerns me. Every play last year, I don't know if you all remember the Bama, the A&M game, every play they were carting somebody off that field. And now with a new quarterback coming in, Quinn Dormady, or you've got the Quarantano guy, the dual prep, the freshman. I don't know if that's enough. Let's look at Tennessee's schedule real quick. At Georgia, that Georgia Tech games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's going to be hell to play Georgia Tech. And then they play at Florida week three. They go to Alabama, which is not a very easy, winnable game on the road. At Missouri, they do have to play LSU in the West and Alabama, of course. That's not an easy schedule for Tennessee. Jason?
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely not. Um, the thing with Tennessee, you talk about it, they do have the talent. But they have to get over the hump. You know, they beat Florida last year. Really missed a golden opportunity when they, you guys talked about it, and I agree. Florida's defense is going to take a step back because the recruiting is not there. Miles steps um, back. <laughs> yeah, miles step back. But if, if somehow, some way Florida wins that division, I'm, I'm going to go win the lottery or something because it's
1: going to happen this year. Well, I heard Auburn was supposed to move to the East, but we'll see if that ever happens. I would kind of like to see it. I would like for Auburn to play Tennessee and Florida every year, get back to those rivals, keep Alabama and Georgia, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. You'd have to keep Georgia. But I look at Tennessee, guys, they beat Florida and Georgia last year, and they still couldn't win the division. Jonathan, that, yeah. that's what concerns me the most. They beat the top two teams in the East, and they still couldn't win the East. And I know they played Bama. They, they played a and M. I get that. So they, they lose those two. They, they still control the head-to-head for everybody. And they still lose to Kentucky. Wasn't it Kentucky or South, South Carolina beat them, right? South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina beat them. A&M beat them. Alabama beat them, and Vanderbilt beat them. Jonathan, boy, had they beat Vanderbilt, they would have won the SEC East, right? they lose to Vanderbilt.
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing with Tennessee um, was that you had <laughs> – this was a killer. So you lose the A&M in that overtime game, fine. You get swept by Alabama, whatever. You get a bye week, okay? You get to play South Carolina and you forgot to show up, what are you doing? All right, fine, whatever. Okay, let's, let's let's You know, beat Tennessee Tech. You beat Kentucky. You beat Mizzou. Okay, Vanderbilt ended the year. Got to win that game. Whoa. The defense forgets to be there. And we should have seen it when they gave up 37 to Mizzou, right? But they forget to show up against Vanderbilt and lose. That's embarrassing. That is in the last two road games of your season. And you lost. This is a team... That went one and three on the road in conference. They squeaked by Georgia. They lost A and M in overtime. You lose Tacana, You lose a man. But you cannot do that. You can You got to split those games. I mean, they should have gone three and one in those games. Tennessee, in all reality, outplayed A and M. They just couldn't hold on to the ball, right? This is mm-hmm. a team yeah. that should have been eleven and one with a rematch against Alabama. I want to ask you, but
1: what's stones? That Vanderbilt game, do you think Tennessee did not want to play Alabama again? And they lost that game kinda of on purpose some way or didn't But I, I looked at it, and all they had to do was be Vanderbilt They're going to Atlanta. Did they really want to go to Atlanta? I mean in Knoxville they got sold drugs by Alabama forty nine to ten, right? So you gotta be by forty at home. What are you gonna do on neutral fields with with a bunch of injuries? I think Tennessee lost that game on purpose.
2: Yeah, you know, it's actually kind of interesting to think about it. Um, I mean, you never want to think a team lost a game on purpose, um, especially in college football, because you get no real benefit from it, uh, especially recruiting wise. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you gotta wonder if they, if the team looked at
1: oh, we when we get
2: Alabama next week, and went, oh, we don't really want that. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's a way possibility.
1: We well, yeah, we're going to start breaking down these college football teams, and that's all we do. That's what we do best. We talk college football. from. So we'll start in June, and we'll go all the way, you know, to the first game, and then guess what? We'll start breaking down all these games. That's the, that's the fun part. So this, this to me – is the hard work we have a, the dog days of summer? And we have to to get through all these teams, all these games, and then we get rewarded by getting to watch them. But but real quick, let's um, let's talk some NBA for the uh, the Cavs and the Warriors. I, I hate that this is a week in between the the last time that Cleveland played and this. I mean, it's just a whole entire nine days for Golden State. I think it was. Something for Cleveland. But, Jonathan, looking at this matchup right here, you know, everybody's talking about LeBron being the best of all time, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, going up against the Warriors. And, and I'll be honest, I don't think this series is going to be close. I think Golden State runs away with it five games. They may sleep up for all we know. But I don't think Cleveland has the, the toughness this year. I think Golden State, by adding Durant, has really made this team – just a little bit better than Cleveland now. So, Jonathan, give me your prediction of the finals. What do you think about Golden State compared to last year and give me how many games is it's gonna go?
2: Um, well I probably haven't watched the playoff game since game two of Boston and Washington, the NHL playoffs have been what uh anyway, um but Boom. just from everything I'm saying and I'm paying attention Look, Golden State's got four of the top 20 players in the NBA, including two of the top five and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Um, and Durant. They should. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Durant and Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, yeah they should, in all honesty, destroy Cleveland. Um, no, I, I mean, if Cleveland doesn't have depth. Yeah, well, they're, if Cleveland puts their bench out there, and Golden State puts theirs out there, and Golden State's going to be 20 points better. So I think at the end of the game, LeBron's gonna to have to play 40, at least 40, 44 minutes tonight. He's gonna to have to have a great performance every night to get this series to Game Six. And and I honestly don't see it coming. I think Golden State um, takes care of business. Uh, I I I think that I I really think it's gonna go five, to be honest. But if they swept it, it wouldn't surprise me. And now here's the thing: if Golden State sweeps Cleveland. I think it's more impressive that they go 16-0 in the playoffs than that they won 73 games last year. It has nothing to do with the fact they didn't win the title last year. I think sweeping all four teams you see in the playoffs is more impressive than winning 73 games. Because by sweeping mm. all four of those teams, you saw the same team four games in a row, two on their court, and you took care of business and you shut them down. These are playoff teams. These aren't no jokes right, for you to embarrass San Antonio, and for you to embarrass Utah, and for you to embarrass Cleveland, that's the greatest postseason run in the NBA by far. Granted, who honestly thought that Golden State-Cleveland wasn't going to be the final at the beginning of the year? And if he did, you were an idiot. We all knew this was what it was going to be. We all did. And we all knew Golden State was probably going to to come back. Remember about a
1: month ago, we were on here, and we said there's other game besides series, besides Golden State and Cleveland. I mean, just fast forward it. Let's just play that because there was no way in hell anybody was going to beat.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. I mean, it blows my mind that the NBA thinks that they're going to overtake the NFL. But at least the NFL. There's some fun. You never know who's really going to be there. I mean, honestly, who who thought – uh, Atlanta was going to be in the Super Bowl last year. Not very many people. I mean, they went 11-5 and in the regular season. Um, for them to be in the Super Bowl was, was, was amazing. It was a surprise. And, you know, of course, New England, I, I think we all thought that this was going to be their, their terror run. And I think everybody thought New England was going to win the Super Bowl just based off Tom Brady's suspension. But, you know, at the NFL is definitely a better product than the NBA. I think Major League Baseball is a better product. Uh, you know, I college sports are the best product of all, let's be honest. And honestly, I think hockey is a better product than the NBA. I mean, you look at you look at hockey. We got an eight seed playing for the Stanley Cup. You know, where you, know, you never know who's actually going to be there. Whereas in the NBA, oh look, the same two teams. Oh, what a surprise! Oh my God, Boston and Cleveland in the is conference it, finals. The Who didn't see that coming? Is mm-hmm. This the third year of the state Cleveland. Yes, Come it, it is. It. Wow, that's, I mean that shows you yeah. like.
1: In the NFL, you never know who's gonna be there. For the most part, uh, college football you sure don't know. Really, it's just a coin toss. College basketball you don't know. But look at this NBA; it's just so boring. I mean, these players such
0: divas, man. That's all. I mean, they're just so, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Jason, what do you think about this series? The the NBA is a is a joke. As I don't think. I think this is the first time in my life that I didn't watch a playoff game first quarter to a fourth quarter It's just unwatchable. it's it is um we we need this final matchup, up what's gonna happen the game is seven After the last year okay It's just like a boring movie that you've seen once and that you go and made the you go through two more times. You don't want to see it. You know what's going
1: to happen. And the problem the is all these teams gonna... are, are loading up. They're getting the best players on one team. And, and, and I think the West would have been a lot better this year had Durant stayed in Oklahoma City and then it picked up a free agent or two and built. I mean, you've had a Golden State-Oklahoma series probably oh. six or seven games again. But now you're getting sweeps yeah. every round because it's just – it sucks. And then also yeah. has Boston. <laughs> Cleveland in Cleveland after they lost by 40 and 50 and they lost their best player. How do they go and beat Cleveland? That was rigged bigger than anything. But Again, if the NBA trying to make some money for LeBron. Uh, it's, uh,
0: it's it's going to be a bad offense. Uh, I, I think Cleveland wins a game because of LeBron, but outside of that, I think Gordon State wins
1: as it's, it's bad as the playoffs has been, guys, does the, does the NBA make it go seven, Jonathan? I mean, couldn't you see them go seven and then just let the best team win at that time? Because the NBA, the worst thing that could happen is Cleveland gets swept or losing five. That's going to really kill it. But if uh, yep. Cleveland can still game in Golden State and uh, – and then they split in Cleveland. All of a sudden, you're you're going in Game Five, two to two, and I, I just think it would go stepping at that point. But the NBA really needs this, right?
2: Yeah, the NBA cannot afford Golden State just dominating because if that were, you know, cause then you're going into next year and everybody's like, "Well, we don't have a shot, so why do we care?" Everybody thinks. Um, you know, what well, what the NBA is going towards is a they can't expand they're going to wind up – what the NBA is going to wind up doing is having to retract teams. And in all honesty, the NBA is going to have to go to, like, a 16-team league, and you're going to have a bunch of teams with, you know, three stud players on them and, you know, deep benches, and that will make the NBA fun again. I just – right now, I don't see a league where I'm enjoying it. I mean, honestly, outside of Gold State, Cleveland – so was there a team that really had a shot? I mean, San Antonio's top of this, but once Kawhi went down, it was, it was over. And even then, it was Kawhi and what? You know, Tony Parker's at the end of his run. Do you know who's at the end of his run? Aldridge has not played that well. You look at Houston. It's James Harden and a bunch of three-point shooters. I mean, they'd have to be insanely hot. And You look at, you look at the East, I mean, Boston, you know, did anybody really think Boston was really going to come out of the East even with the home court advantage? You know, Isaiah Thomas no. is fun at all, but you don't really have a secondary scorer, guy. You know, it, it, it's going to be where you need a super team to win. And, you know, Boston's in a luxury of they just made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and they have the number one pick. And it's what do you take? Well, we could take Markel Folks, who's that's the consensus top prospect. Yeah, but he's a point guard, too. So you're going to have a backcourt of Folks, Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, and Marcus Smart? Like, no, I mean, you know, it, it, if you're Boston, Crazy. you know, what you just, Pray for Jimmy Butler, and then it, it 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 kills me. It really does. The NBA just needs to retract. I uh, for years I fought against it said, no, you don't need to do it. You know, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, super team, super team, super team, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. god. And it started with the Celtics. Oh. Don't let anybody forget that. It Started with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And they got Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett, and they won a ring. Everybody went, oh, we got to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's sad, man. I mean back in the good days with Jordan and Bird and Johnson and all those guys, they actually earned championships. They didn't they didn't go team hopping. They they hated each other. Yeah. But they they respected each other but they hated each other.
0: The guys will be back and we'll try to do a show if y'all can this week. Um,
1: yeah,
0: Jordan didn't win at three P in the nineties and the one up but when the, the Bulls were going up against New York and Indiana, you still watched. You still knew Chicago was gonna yes. win. But they were still entertainment seriously.
1: Yes. So, yeah, it was great basketball. It was it was competitive. Even though you knew Jordan was mm-hmm. gonna win, it was still a great basketball game, toughness to it. There's no toughness to the NBA. There's, it's very soft, it's very just uh Twitter, that's what I think of when I hear NBA, I think of Twitter. There's always yeah. There's That's all you hear yeah. about. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. I, I just hope Golden State beats them in four, sweeps of and moves off. Yeah. I'm sick of hearing about... I mean, this is, think about it. There's no parity. Seven straight finals for LeBron James. The East has sucked. Every year he's yep. in it. And it's not because he's so
0: great. Mm-hmm.
1: It's because there's no other teams. There's no other... I don't know. I'm not a hater of LeBron, but I'm just tired of hearing about him. He's a great player, but beat Golden State. i will start talking about you. Beat him again. Last year they got screwed. Golden State got screwed. They shouldn't even been in there anyway. But Ringo went out like that. It gave Cleveland a chance to come back. But guys, thank y'all for joining me tonight. I hope y'all had a good time. I know I did. I know people that like our yeah. college football are going to start loving the show even more because we're going to be back every week and we're going to be rocking and rolling. So, guys, take care. Uh, we'll see this. I think I'll let you know definitely when we're back next Sunday night for sure. So, everybody, have a great well, moment. God, God bless. We'll see you soon Hi, you All right,
2: y'all. Peace.